Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Podcast, the show where we take a given movie genre and explore those great examples that make your heart sing, those horrible examples that give you the blues, and those ugly movies that are just one guitarist short of a band. Hey, y'all, I'm Mark. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And this episode, we are doing my picks, which were chosen, well, the genre was chosen for me, uh, musician biopics. Uh, man, I'm uh, interested to see what you think about my movies and whether or not they are, in fact, biopics. Uh, so, yeah, we my, Kelly, uh, Kelly and I did the the genre. We, you know, we we had I had my wife randomly pick out of a list that Kelly and I had made, and he got musician biopics, and then he chose not to follow that genre at all. So <laughs> I I don't know what what the heck, Mark? What the Okay, so my uh, my picks are Listomania, nineteen seventy five, Bubba Hotep, two thousand two, and Ray, two thousand and four. And one of them is a biopic. You don't? Say. Oh, come on! <laughs> come on! Listomania was <laughs> you a biopic. Come on! The fact, the wait a bit, hold on. The fact that you instantly defended Listomania means you know it's not the one that we're talking about. <laughs> so all right. Anyway, uh, they, we basically decided that fine. It's your picks. You can, <laughs> any of us can choose to follow or not follow. I guess, but all right. right. There, there have never been rules in this podcast. Yes. Why start now? That's right. Uh, well, y- y'all are <laughs> laughing, but I still do hold that all three of these are, by definition, musician biopics. We'll get there. We'll get there, Charles. I'll get you there. Okay. I'm looking at your eyes, <laughs> askew. Uh, all right, so uh, so let's start with Listomania, shall we? Do you want to do the trailer or the synopsis first? Uh, let's do the trailer first. Okay. Starring Roger Daltrey of The Who. And a ton of other people. At last! At last! Lots of women and a giant ship, quote unquote ship. Yeah. Mark was saying this sounded like a Beatles song earlier, and it really does. I, yeah. I don't believe it's a, a Who song actually. I think it was written for this movie, if I'm not mistaken. Well, and uh, Ringo Starr does play the Pope in this. Yeah. And this trailer, for those of you that are listening to audio only, which is all of you, <laughs> this, this is not going to make any sense. <laughs> he's he's swinging from a chandelier because he was caught in bed with someone's wife. Oh, and there's a train that never comes back. Oh, and exploded. Oh, 
But the trailer can't make any less sense than the movie, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Wow. So I'm assuming this isn't going to be your good pick. You have a good movie that doesn't make any sense. Yes, he's on stage, cheered on by <laughs> many, many fans. All right, fine. Okay, so <laughs> that's uh, the trailer for Listomania from 1975. Uh, yeah, I'll read a little synopsis here. Uh, composer and pianist Franz Liszt attempts to overcome his hedonistic lifestyle while repeatedly being drawn back into it by the many women in his life and fellow composer Richard Wagner, uh, or Wagner, as uh, as you would pronounce it in, in the German. So, uh, guess, do y'all want to guess my picks, uh, good, bad, ugly? Listomania is going to be your ugly, and then I think you're going to surprise us, and Ray and Bubba Hotup are actually going to both be your good for a tie, and you, don't, <laughs> and you won't have a bad. <laughs> what? Charles! <laughs> no, that that's what I think. For me personally, I think I think it'll be Ray good, Listomania ugly, and Bubba Hotep bad. I agree. That's what I think as well. All right. Well, uh, you are both wrong in at least one regard. Listomania is my bad pick. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, I re- I was really sure about this one. Actually, you wouldn't watch uh, this again. What's that? You wouldn't watch it again? Like, no. Wow. But you would now, watch Bub- uh, 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 Bubba Hotep Mark. and or okay. So let well, all right. Let's let's uh, let's take this one thing at a time here. Okay. Okay. Uh, this this movie from the opening scene uh, <laughs> was pretty shocking. Uh, with, the, with the metronome keeping the beat. The yeah, and that the metronome is the only portion of the scene we can mention, but. Yes. Uh, Oh, actually, that's a good point. Uh, in case we do get into some more risque territory, I guess we should warn that because Mark's insane picks, uh, <laughs> we may get into some territory that's a little bit more adult than our usual. We will tiptoe around it as best as possible. But suffice to say, the metronome is keeping the beat of the sexual activity that is happening. Yeah, and uh, so my main complaint with this movie is is the incongruity of ideas, uh, which is to say, I guess, bad storytelling, right? Like, I think that'd be my main complaint for most of the bad picks, or at least most of my bad picks, is that I was not carried away by any sort of storyline or character development in this movie. Uh, you know, the the adult parts be what they will. You know, just like we, we talked about Postal yeah. with the video game picks. You know, like, I can handle, you know, poor taste humor, but it wasn't humorous. Like in this movie, I can handle adult content, but it just wasn't a good storytelling. Uh, so, well, I, I, okay. So, first of all, like I, I like the concept of it, um, and I don't think it's a bad movie. Whoa, I, I know that's going to be shocking to Kelly. I told Kelly that I thought she would consider this to be the worst movie of all time. Um, what? 
But for but she does she she told me she didn't. But well, that's because she's seen Postal. <laughs> you are not wrong. But the truth is, I actually don't think this is a bad movie. I mean, I I would watch it again. I really would. It's so out there. But the the you know the synopsis does not give the plot any justice at all because the concept is I think really cool. It's you know what would happen if these these musicians were kind of like Beatlemania in that setting in more modern times. Um, and that's kind of interesting. And, and what would that look like? And then you have the lead singer of the who playing, you know, Franz Liszt, And that, that's just, I, I don't know. That's inspired to me. Uh, but then it, it, it's just bizarre. And like you said, there's not a, a well thought out story. It just kind of seems like they threw everything at it and, didn't care if it stuck, didn't care if it made sense. Um, but there, I, I actually, the, there was really some bizarre stuff, but I liked, I liked a lot of the music. I thought, uh, I thought Ringo Starr as the Pope was amazing. <laughs> I actually yeah. really enjoyed his scene because his dry humor that, you know, the kind of droll wit that he, you know, gave, it was really cool. Um, especially, you know, considering cause he's, you know, he's a Beatle. So it just seemed really inspired that way. Um, but I, I will say that I invited my friend, Toby and Toby's been on the podcast. Um, and so we, you know, he, he was watching the, and first of all, he was really tired, but he decided, Hey, I'm going to go over to my, to, he's going to come over to my house. He's going to watch the movie. So it takes him a good 30 to 45 minutes to get over. He comes over. We start watching the movie when the sex scene happened that involves a giant phallus, uh, Toby, he got up and said, I can't. And he, wa- he went home. <laughs> so we, it took him longer to drive to my house than watch that movie and determine it wasn't so, for him. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, two, two responses to Charles. First off, uh, list actually was that famous. He was, he was one of the first musicians to be, uh, like world renowned and to have people actually knocking down the door to get to his concert. Right. And, and, I, and I looked that up actually, like I didn't know that. And it was, I was like, Oh, Listomania is a real thing. Like that's, that makes the movie even better to me. Yeah. And I, I like, I, I like the concept, as you said, I just think it's a bad movie. I, I just think they didn't make a good movie out of it. What it felt like to me was a bunch of different vignettes uh, that yeah. felt like music videos, like rock music videos. It's that very trippy, you know, abstract, uh, feel which works with a four minute music video but it does not work for a 90 minute movie where you're where you're trying to well and that's that's not even getting into the whole uh vampire thing and then the frankenstein hitler like that stuff i don't understand like like where's this going oh yeah he was yeah i forgot about that wow yeah Uh, it's yeah Uh, that but but, but that's that's the stuff that would make me want to watch it again though is what i'm saying like I don't know. It's so crazy, but. Well, okay. I, I, <laughs> I agree with you, Charles, to an extent like this. I, I don't know who the, the target audience was for this movie, but I don't think it was me. Like I did not. I mean, it, it was, I, it was so tasteless to me. Like uh, you bring up, but, but it was so over the top and it was so specific and so bonkersville that I feel like it had an audience, 
and it reached that audience, even if that audience is is only like the people who would patronize a, a midnight drive-in or something. Like it felt it. It was like there's nothing wrong with those people, though. I just want to throw that out there. No, 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 no. It's it's just like it's so. But, but would you agree? Like you have to be in a certain mood with a certain group of friends wanting a certain movie experience. Right. And it, you... It's like the room. Like yes. I, yeah, and I totally get that. But that's exactly why I think it's an ugly movie. Like it, it, it it's it's enjoyable on that level. Well, it, okay, it is because I mean I was watching this thing uh, like at as the credits were rolling at the end. I I didn't really still know where I stood on it. I was very torn about whether it was bad or ugly because. I mean, it kept me in in suspense. I was clutching the sides of my face, like, what? How? What? You? You know, like, well, where are they gonna go next? What the heck is gonna happen? There is a scene where List gets sucked into a tube of like shaped like lady. You just gotta say. It. You just gotta say it. <laughs> that's that's actually the part that Toby walked out. Um, so it was so cra- like I mean, Mark, you said this is obscene earlier. It is obscene. It's an obscene, obscenely bad movie, and it's just crazy. It reminded me, in a way, of like Barbarella meets Rocky Horror Picture Show meets thousands of penises, and <laughs> it, it was. Just so over the top that I I would be inclined to call it more. That's, a, that's a nice it, witch's brew you just. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and, and this is the same director that made Tommy, which also starred Roger Daltrey. So, um, in one of the things I read, it was like it out Tommy's Tommy. So, um, which I think Tommy's pretty good. I I, I don't know if you guys are fans of it, but, um, it just. I, again, this is something exactly what you said, Kelly. This would be something I would put on again and say, hey, you got to watch this crazy movie about a yeah. man riding a giant penis. and, and <laughs> Towards win- a guillotine. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, yeah. yeah uh, and, and that sounds even dirtier when you say it out like that. I, I, it's his giant penis. I don't know. Whatever. But um, he's not really riding it as, as so much as he's being pulled by whips. Um, it's insane. Um, <laughs> It keeps getting worse and worse as the movie yeah, itself does. Yeah, things go more and more off the rails. Like, it starts weird, and just by the time it's over, you don't even know what happened. So, I do have one question. I know we got to wrap this up, but the beginning scene where they're put on the, tr- they're on the train tracks and they're about to be hit by the train, I kept thinking, okay, this is going to come back into play in the movie. It never does, right? Like, that's just a random thing? I yeah, the too because it almost was like uh, when it happened i thought did they die and then everything that's happening is he's like imagining it uh, in a post i I don't know all these things are my issue with the movie well and i read so i read somewhere that each as you called it the vignette of the movie is is the process what it's like in his mind as he's writing these new songs and that's the connective tissue there but I don't know. I think we're overthinking that one. But again, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I did. I thought it, I when you when you first told me and I saw the poster and the poster features, you know, naked women and and a penis sculpture thing <laughs> or something. And I was like, what is this, Mark? Like, what are you having us watch? 
Um, but actually, like I said, when I watched it, I actually enjoyed it. Um, it goes bonkers, and it doesn't make much sense, but yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, earlier you said you would mention how this related to the musician biopic. You said we'll get there. Um, here's your moment. How did the, how in the heck did this relate to the musician biopic? How did it not? It's Franz Liszt. But, but it, it's not real. It's not really about his life, is it? It's a fictional. Yeah. It's a fictionalized. Like he didn't really battle. He didn't really die and then come back in a spaceship and attack a Frankenstein Hitler. <laughs> were you Were you there with him when when he lived, Charles? No. Uh, okay, oh my I'm, goodness. I'm, uh, I I didn't. I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, taken aback because I didn't expect to have to defend myself on this one because I was so prepared to defend myself with Bubba Hotep, but a lot oh, of the we'll get they there. <laughs> so a lot a lot of the uh, things they mentioned in this movie are based on his on his life, his relationship with the women in his life, his going into the the church was real. Uh, now those are highly fictionalized. You know they they use those as a starting point and kind of spiral away from them. Uh, into insanity, but it's yeah. still based on it's so loosely based on List's life and his popularity and his relationship with other musicians. Now Wagner Wagner was not until later. I don't think they knew each other, um, so they kind of collapsed time for this movie as well. Um, and they had a lot of anachronistic stuff happening with bringing characters in. And I guess we didn't really specify that it had to be a strict, you know, you know, realistic biopic because I was actually th- I. It, to your credit, Mark, I was thinking about Amadeus, which I love Amadeus. I think it's a great movie, but it is entirely fictionalized. So, you well, know, so all movies are. I mean, well, but entirely. I mean, it, like like Ray. Ray at least you know is truth. There's it really happened. It may be interpreted differently, but Amadeus didn't happen at all. Like that's just total fiction. Um, but I would I would have counted that as a biopic, and so I realized the hypocrisy in that. Like it's. The good, same as Listomania, so yeah. So I really, seriously, truly. So um, okay, well, I guess uh, we should probably move on to our next one. Bubba Hotep, two thousand and two. Uh, let well, let's just start with the genre because I I just won't even defend it. Uh, basically, one of the reasons I chose this because I I did a, quite a bit of research and watched. Uh, you know, clips of movies here and there, the first 20 minutes of some, and hoping it would be an ugly or bad pick or a good pick. And I couldn't really find... uh, So this movie is my ugly pick. And I couldn't really find another movie I would say would be an ugly musician biopic. Um, I had hoped that uh, The Polka King with Jack Black on Netflix. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I had hoped that could be an ugly, and I watched it. It was actually pretty well done, and so I didn't. I thought it was too good to be ugly. I'm surprised you didn't put like glitter or something like that. I could have. I could have done that. Um, Okay, but and 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 going back to Listomania, that that was on a list of movie like musician movies that I looked up. Uh, but for this one, I thought, oh, Elvis, you know, he's such an iconic figure that I'm sure there's an ugly movie made about him. And lo and behold, I did find Bubba Hotep. All right. Well, let me let me play the trailer here and all right. uh, let's see what uh, see what it's all about. <laughs> now available on Blu-ray from Shout Factory, which I love Shout Factory, by the way. Does the trailer have the uh, the opening text? Bruce Campbell in a performance for the ages. 
winner, best actor, U.S. Comedy Arts Film Festival, Hong Kong, San Francisco, it's going so fast, Brussels, South by Southwest, Florida, best screenplay, U.S. Comedy Arts. Let's see. Here we go. From the creators of Phantasm and Army of Darkness. Comes the story of an American legend. How could I have gone from the king of rock and roll to this? Old guy in a rest home. You were an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> you fell off the stage and broke your hip? Look, 20 years ago. That's where they took a piece of my brain. I got a little bag of sand up there now. Jack, President Kennedy <laughs> was a white man. They dyed me this color. What we had here, she Egyptian soul sucker of some sort. Some kind of Bubba Hotep. You know, a mummy hiding out, feeding on the sleeping. He can just keep on feeling unless he's finally destroyed. Rock and roll hero. That never died. Alright, man, let's go. Alright, man, let's go. <laughs> this is another one of those trailers that. With, without the video, may not make much sense. Ah, ah. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. Bubba Hotel. Don't make me use my stuff on you, baby. No. Okay. <laughs> so, Mark, do you want to give us a synopsis? Uh, yeah. Uh, before I do, I, I was just gonna say I was I was kind of happy watching this that it was more biographical than I had even thought it would be, <laughs> which isn't saying much, but at least it was a little bit. Uh, okay, one one moment, let me pull up the synopsis here. Uh, it's from uh, so, two thousand two. Yeah, so you would consider Listomania a biopic. Because that's central it, to my argument. In the same in the same way that Amadeus is a biopic. Okay. All right. So, based on the Bram Stoker Award nominee short story by cult author Joe R. Lansdale, Bubba Hotep tells the true, quote-unquote, true story of what really did become of Elvis Presley. We find Elvis, played by Bruce Campbell, as an elderly resident in an East Texas rest home who switched identities with an Elvis impersonator years before his death, then missed his chance to switch back. Elvis teams up with Jack a fellow nursing home resident who thinks that he is actually President John F. Kennedy. I'm I'm think I'm my impression went from Elvis to uh to Nixon. And the two <laughs> valiant old codgers sally forth to battle an evil Egyptian entity who has chosen their long term care facility as his happy hunting grounds. Uh yeah, that's what it's about. So my my uh six year old argument six-year-old person's argument of this being a biopic is that all biopics are going to fictionalize to an extent this movie just fictionalizes 99 percent of it right guys right well, there, 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 there was a man no. named elvis i mean that's um well as as i said earlier i i felt like you had one ugly movie and two good movies i like this movie a lot and and thank you, Charles. This is not the first time I've seen it. I I saw it 
you know, originally when it first came out. I'm a, I'm a big Bruce Campbell fan, and I I really dig this movie. It, it um, I, I mean, it really, truly, you kind of, for me, like, it's his performance, right? Because you actually, maybe you guys don't, but I actually felt sympathetic for, um, you know, Elvis Presley, if he, in fact, is the real Elvis Presley. Like, it, it, you know, in the old folks' home and getting older and all that stuff, I actually thought, okay, well, this is interesting take but then it's also really funny in places and it's also scary in other places it's a great horror comedy hybrid that just happens to star bruce campbell playing elvis and ozzy davis playing jfk so i i really like this movie yeah i thought i thought it was pretty clear in the movie that uh in the reality of the movie that elvis was really elvis but jfk wasn't really jfk um Wait, what? I no. What? What do you? What do you think? JFK wasn't really JFK. Just the way that Elvis, you know, because nobody believes Elvis, but then Elvis doesn't believe Ozzy Davis's character that he's actually. Yeah, I don't know. I actually I mean, he I, may. I assume that both of them were really the real thing because I mean, it, even the the part where they you right you know right before the climax of the movie they're talking about Marilyn Monroe, and I I just assume from that exchange that he really did grow to believe that. This man was JFK. Yeah. And the other one believed that he was Elvis. So I don't know. And I think that's what made me feel more comfortable with this movie as an ugly pig is you do feel sympathy for the Elvis character, really even do. if it's ridiculous for the most part. At the very end, he, they even, and it was almost, it was such a cheesy line when he said, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, he totally, he totally pulled it off. And uh, I don't think, I think the movie explores, uh, you know, the, the issues of how we treat old people and that he Elvis has that conversation with the other man's daughter who comes in, who was in his room. And that's like a really hard felt conversation. So I really like I that scene because it, it could have gone from, you know, cheesy cliche, like the girl bending over and all that, which is where I thought it was going at first. But then it actually, OK, this is a this is kind of a powerful moment, like for real. Yeah, took, like there are these little moments that took me by surprise. Like yeah. That. So, uh, do you agree, Kelly? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I have to say I do not. I, I, well, okay, I do agree, actually, with, there were a couple of moments where I did think it was an interesting comment on aging and how we treat old people, like you said. Um, so that was cool. But that's kind of the only thing that I enjoyed about it. I, I don't know. Oh, come I on, just... Kelly, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm enjoying I I was really looking forward to the inevitable Mark Elvis impersonation. So for yeah. that reason, I'm extremely glad I watched this movie. Um, but I don't know. I that's just I I just don't like that humor necessarily. But it's weird because I feel like it's not all crude humor that bugs me. I mean, like I crack up at Anchorman every single time, and you know that's fine. But like I, something about this, like. Just it, it, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just. Is it how, is it how kind of cheap and cheesy it is in places? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put. It. Like the jokes are cheap. Like oh, penis joke. Oh, joke. Like oh, uh, Bubba Hotep latches onto your butthole and sucks your soul out through your anus. Like, <laughs> well, I, really? I, that 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 too. But I actually meant like the quality of the effects, like the, um, the beetle. That was it. Was it a bug? Oh, yeah, whatever that, that was. was. Pretty bad. Yeah. I actually yeah. meant the quality of the effects, the special effects. But you are this, right. The writing was kind of cheap in parts too. 
it was. And I just like this to me, this is like the ultimate. This is the kind of bad movie that I don't like because it's not over the top enough to be ridiculous. It's just like in that nebulous meh region where I don't really like it. I didn't really I didn't really laugh. I didn't really think it was funny. Like just kind of was like, "Eh, have you seen um, any of the Evil Dead movies? No. To me, this this is kind of like a light version of those movies it's kind of similar in a lot of ways so hmm. um and like i said i'm the same the same director or uh this is not the same director but this is the um the director that directed this one is the the guy that directed phantasm which is another horror film um so i can definitely see the combination of phantasm and evil dead in this movie and i like both of those movies so that's probably why i really enjoy this one um but yes, yeah, so I'm sad to see you say it's your bad pick because I actually, it would not be my for this no, genre. Ugly. You're ugly. I'm, well, okay, I'm I'm okay to hear that you're ugly. I and I'm sad to hear Kelly say it's her bad pick, but I think I wouldn't put it as the good, like as a compo- as compared to like Ray, uh, or Amadeus or whatever. But it is. I still think it's a really good movie. Like I would watch it again, and I. I don't really, you know, I, I don't think it's the same level as like an ugly movie or a bad movie for me. So. All right. So, are there any other uh, movies you had thought about, either of you, for ugly or bad picks that you might have expected me to choose? Uh, as, as well, like, like I was saying earlier, Glitter for sure. I really expected that to be on there. <laughs> so, yeah, that would have been a great one. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that movie, and now this is making me so happy. It's funny because uh, most musician biopic movies, I actually think, are pretty decent, pretty good. So, right. That's what I found. In fact, I'd watched Amadeus the first 20, 30 minutes of it, uh, hoping it would be ugly because I looked at the trailer because I'd never seen it. And I watched the trailer and the trailer was kind of wonk- bonkers. It was, it was almost like the uh, the trailer for Listomania. So I was like, oh, this might be a cool, ugly movie. And it was really good. Uh, and it was almost my good pick. But uh, but Ray went out in the end. <laughs> so you want to go ahead and transition over? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Ray's 2004, um, and we shall start with the trailer. Ray, I ain't gonna beat around the bush with you. You going blind. The doctor saying nothing they can do, so we gotta do it ourselves. Remember how many stairs there were? Four. Good. Now what we gonna do, I'm gonna teach you three notes. And this is the first note right here. Play that. How you doing tonight? Ray Charles saw the world in ways no one could imagine. I hear like you see, like that hummingbird outside the window, for instance. I can't hear her. You hear that? Her heart just skipped a beat. <laughs> he broke barriers no one thought possible. If you want me to do something special, I'm gonna need my own band. Okay, but you're gonna have to make it work, Ray. Yeah, well, I'm gonna make it do what it do, baby. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna make it do what it do, baby. He played what no one else dared. Nobody's ever combined R and B and gospel before. You're turning God's music into sex. All of y'all going straight to hell. If all of y'all want me to keep playing, let me hear you say Amen. Hey. You know I had my eye on you all night long. He feels a risk because he figures that's the way to tell she's good looking enough. 
feeling, Ray? Groovy, baby. You give your hand to me. Are those drugs worth losing everything? And I can Ray, this isn't some judge in Indiana. Our lawyers will do what they can, but... When I walk out that door, I walk out alone in the dark. I'm trying to do something that nobody ever done in music and business. The innovator of soul, Ray Charles! We're giving you a state-of-the-art deal here. Since I'm producing my own records, I was wondering if I could uh, own my masters, too. Ray, we've never done that before. That's a better deal than Sinatra gets. Yeah. Jamie Foxx. Ray. A Taylor Hackford film. Yeah. And there you have it. Yeah. So the synopsis is the story of the life and career of the legendary rhythm and blues musician Ray Charles from his humble beginnings in the South, where he went blind at age seven, to his meteoric rise to stardom during the 1950s and 60s. Uh, man, this movie uh, is obviously my good pick. It's got everything uh, from his greatest weaknesses as a womanizer to his you know, greatest strengths as a businessman and, you know, they portray him as charming, but also, uh, I mean, like every facet. And they handle the blindness well. They handle his his past and his future. Well, I don't know. What do you guys? Well, I, I can't say enough about. Well, this. and they also that you know they, they go into his drug use. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And they go into uh, you know obviously the the racial segregation of the South at the time. Uh, like it, I mean, it handles and covers so many things, but it does it so well. Um, I was actually going to say that uh, I was thinking about this movie, um, and I was also thinking about the movie Chaplin um, with Robert Downey Jr. Have you guys seen that one? Mm-hmm. So I have not. What what this movie? Well, so Chaplin, it just it focused more on all the the you know the bad qualities of Chaplin. Like it focused more on all of his you know, different wives and how he cheated and how all that stuff. And, you know, uh, instead of focusing on his movie making, and that's what it chose to focus on the scandals. And so you come away from that movie, not really having a new appreciation for his work, or if you're not a fan of his, you're, you're not really thinking, I got to go out and see this movie now with Ray. Somehow it was able to balance out all of those bad things, but still make you, you know, love this man. And if you yeah. haven't heard his music before, you want to go out and buy it, listen to it, experience it. And if you already love his music, like I do, it, it just, you want to sing along with it and you cheer for him. So I, I really think it's an interesting, uh, biopic in that level. I mean, I, I'm almost thinking it's one of the best biopics, regardless of, you know, musician or actor or whatever. It's fantastic in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely, I agree. It's, I love, love, love this movie. Jamie Foxx is fantastic. He almost, I mean, he really becomes Ray Charles, I mm-hmm. think. And if you see performances of Ray's in real, in, like in real life or interviews or whatever, he has his mannerisms down. I mean, it couldn't have been better cast. Um, and Carrie Washington is really good in it. 
Um, it's just, I, I mean, Charles, you totally nailed it. Um, I, like even while we were listening to that trailer, like listening to the songs again, I got goosebumps on my arms. Um, oh, you don't know me. That's just such a good one. And uh, yeah, it just, that is, I imagine really hard to do in movie making, like taking a flawed individual and bringing those flaws to the surface, but still making it a likable portrayal that is complex and rich and yeah yeah i mean mark i agree you can't really you there there are not enough nice things to say about this movie yeah yeah i mean i tried to sum it up go ahead i I was gonna say i uh i was watching it i was about three quarters of the way through and i really needed to go to bed and uh i was gonna stop and i just couldn't hit the pause (laughs) button i was like you know what i'm just gonna watch it to the end because i gotta see how this ends um and his portrayal is interesting because uh you know first of all he he wore a prosthetic piece over his eyes that was based on Ray Charles's actual eyes. So he wanted to totally be in character instead of just wearing glasses over something. He actually wore a prosthetic piece behind that. And in doing so, he was actually essentially blind when he was filming a lot of this. Um, And on top of that, uh, Ray Charles passed away right after this movie was made. It hadn't been released yet, but he was through... He was part of the production, and in fact, he he had to kind of test Jamie Fox out, so to speak. There's there's a good documentary about it, and they're having to, they're playing next to each other, and he's having to listen to see that Jamie Fox is good enough to play him, and it's so the fact that Ray Charles, you know, passed passed off uh, on this is is kind of amazing in and of itself, yeah. um, because Jamie Fox really is a great piano player and a great singer. Um, I would say the the only thing I don't like about this movie is when it does a flashback and they take off his glasses and he's no longer blind when he's talking to his mom. I understand story plot wise and the importance of that scene and it just kind of takes you back. But at that moment, he becomes Jamie Foxx to me. Yeah. And it kind of yeah, it does take me out of the movie. I mean, again, I understand it. I, I'm not knocking it. It's a powerful, great scene. But at the same time, I wish they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> nice paradox there, Trump. Well, I know, but I really, I just it feel was amazing. Like, it was great, but I wish they hadn't done it. It's a great <laughs> scene of its in and of itself, but I really, I felt like it could have been cut out. I, but I also understand they were using it as kind of his way of, you know, getting over heroin and, and detoxing because he decided to, you know, just kick heroin himself. I mean, it was kind of crazy what he went through and the pain and all that. So I, I like the way they were able to visually show that. I just, like I said, every time that scene comes up, it takes me out of the movie for a moment. I'm like, cause he's that good. It's he, mm-hmm. he is yeah. Ray Charles. Like you just believe it. And so that yeah. one moment, it's like, Oh, okay. Um, uh, but you know, he doesn't do his own singing in this movie, which is interesting. Right. Um, I was going to actually ask you, Mark, how do you think this movie compares to walk the line, which came out the year after? And I hadn't watched Walk the Line in a while because I I watched when I watched it originally I didn't like it so I knew I wasn't going to want to choose it for a, for the good movie, uh, but I also knew it was too good to be a bad pick. Uh, but uh, what was your question about the singing? Well, in general, how it, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Reese Witherspoon both did their own singing, and and I feel like on some level the fact that he was able to sing like Johnny Cash. You know, that that was an amazing, amazing performance. And so I, I, I guess my question is, 
was it the acting of Jamie Foxx, even though he wasn't really singing, um, that makes it such a great performance versus, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, he's actually singing and he's acting great. Like, I when those when these movies first came out, like back to back, I was kind of thinking of that. It's like, okay, well, you know, the which you're tallying one, up the pros and cons. Yeah, which one's a better performance? Because I mean, I I don't know. I I, I well, feel, what I'll say about Ray yeah. is that uh, I was shocked when I because I was I was kind of looking at trivia as I was watching it on IMDb, and I was shocked when I found out he didn't sing because his his non vocal impression is so close. I just assumed he was singing these songs, and I didn't realize until uh, I think it was till I got a woman because I I've listened to that song a lot, so I know it. You know, I know the sound of it by heart. And I was like, this sounds like the actual original recording, and it was. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I would still give it to Jamie Foxx. I've never been a huge Joaquin Phoenix fan anyway, and I didn't I didn't think uh, his and Reese Witherspoon's chemistry was as good as uh, as these two. In fact, it was the same actors as uh, Django Unchained, too. It was the same wife yeah. that played his wife, which I love them in that movie as well. That was a uh, The chemistry in that movie was amazing. But, and I, and uh, I would agree with you, Mark. I, I think... Jamie Foxx gets it because I know he can sing and I know he can do the impersonation. It's just for whatever reason, they decided to have Ray Charles's actual voice on it, but he really was playing. So every, the, the director talked about this every time he's playing piano, that's really Jamie Foxx. I mean, he's not, it's not faking it. There's no stunt person. It's, it's Jamie Foxx. So I agree with you. I just, I just always kind of thought that I'm like, well, Joaquin Phoenix, he didn't look anything like Johnny Cash. I don't know that he really acted like him, but that the vocals were amazing. And I, I guess the question comes down to what's more important when you're doing a musician biopic. So, yeah. Mm. Well, as a final comment on this movie, I would say the aim of a biopic should be to come away with a true feeling of this person's life and work as an artist. Mm-hmm. And this movie really did that for me. Uh, you know, his strength of, of beating drugs and his his weakness of, you know, the womanizing and getting into the drugs in the first place and his ability to go from the deep racism of the South and being blind at a young age to like being the first musician to own his own masters, you know, and, and like, yeah, and, you know, wheel and deal with the best of them was was pretty amazing. OK, so um, last time we picked uh, Kelly and I had Mark pick um, a genre, which was really picked by my wife. Um, and that was the musician biopics, obviously. So for this one, it's now the time for Mark and me to pick the one for Kelly. So we're, we're, cha- we're changing it up a little bit. Um, we're kind of making this up as we go. Um, because what we did last time, we told Kelly there was one that she might not like and then four that we thought she would. For this one, Mark and I decided just to get rid of that and just pick ones that we wanted her to watch. As long as we have a reason for it, that's it. And uh, so we made a list of several. And since we ha- I had so many listed, um, I had my wife pick three of them at random. And they are going to be door one, two, and three. So Kelly will have the option to pick a door. So will start with picking a door. And then she can either keep what's behind that door. Or she could choose to go with a completely different genre. Um of which she will have to watch. She won't have a choice of skipping it. So, bum, bum, bum. do you want what's I... behind door number one, two, or three? Ooh, um, door number two. Door number two. Let me see here. Okay. So, 
Door number two is, uh, let's see, it is movies directed by Billy Wilder. So you could either keep that one or you could choose another genre. Um, I'll keep that one. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. Okay, cool. Nice. Wasn't so scary at all. I was expecting it to be something horrifying. Well, and, and so this one uh, we picked um, because I, I believe you're an admirer of Billy Wilder. This is one of the ones that I would say uh, you might have picked for yourself one day. It seems right up your alley. So, I mean, I, I imagine um, the challenge won't be to find a good Billy Wilder movie. It will be to find something that you consider bad or ugly of his work. So, um, yeah, that's true. So that's. It'll be interesting. I'm just I'm really curious as to what you would pick for that. So, so okay, let me ask you this. Since we have talked about several Billy Wilder movies already, should I, like, we're, we're going to put the caveat on there. It can't be something we've already talked about. This is something, like a new one. We'll just acknowledge, of course, the others are good, but this is the best that I, this is what I think is the best that we haven't already talked about, or? What do you think, Mark? I don't know, because I haven't seen a lot of these, because it was... When Michael was on the crew, oh, I've true. never seen some like it hot. I've never seen. So, I yeah, mean, I, I could go either way. I, I, I might actually say to pick your favorite one um, at, just to go with it. And even if we review it again, I mean, it's kind of because I mean, honestly, like even if it is some like it hot or it might not be. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited about this. <laughs> he's uh, he's directed a, and written a lot of uh, masterpieces, really. So, yeah, man, good, good choices, guys. This is I like it. Okay. Um, so right. I guess, uh, Mark, if you want to do our outro and hopefully we can get it right I'm this ready. time. All right. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to okay, be silent. I'm, I'm going to be silent. I'm going to let this happen. Let me enjoy the moment. Go. You can check us out at it's just awesome.com or search for us on Twitter and iTunes at good, bad podcast. All one word. Yeah. Bravo. That was Bravo, amazing. Sir. That was amazing. All right. So, uh, I guess that's it for this and I'm glad Kelly likes her picks. So cool. All right. See you next time. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, guys.